Well, welcome to Chase Oaks Church. Those of you who are online, wherever you are, around the country or different parts of the world even, uh, we have a Ukraine contingent we always need to be praying for, by the way. And uh, for those of you in the room right now, I'm so glad that you are here. And we were talking backstage about, you know, like right now, I think it's about 109 degrees here uh, at our legacy campus outside. And, and I was reading an article how that affects people's mood, basically puts people in a bad mood over time. And I, cause I, you know, I looked at, you know, the next 10 days and they're all triple digits. And every time I keep looking, cause I keep waiting for it to change and it's just not changing, but I want to give you a little bit of hope. So, um, I, I'm, I'll let you know what's coming up. So, uh, your host, I just talked about our next series after this mind game series, Rebranding Christianity, very important conversation. Um, and the one after that is on this New Testament book, Philippians, and it's all about joy. It's going to put us in the best mood ever. So just hang on till October. That's all you got to do, okay? And, and we'll do that together. But today we're in a series called Mind Games. For these, uh, It's a four-week series. We're, this is the second week in. If you missed last week, let me encourage you to go back and watch that or listen to that on a podcast or however you want to do it. Today, uh, we're continuing that. And the whole thought is, if you want to change your life, change your thinking. Because that's where transformation happens. In fact, the verse we're going to focus on today says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So transformation happens primarily where it starts is in our mindset, is in our thinking. And if you and I have a skewed mindset, if we have skewed thinking, then we will live skewed lives because our lives go in the direction of our thinking, just the way it works. And so today we're going to talk about what renewing our mind might look like. And, you know, it's always interesting because it's easy to see bad thinking and the results of that. It's easy to see that in other people, a lot of times easier than ourselves, right? And think, wow, what are they thinking? In fact, just for fun, we're going to see a few of those more extreme examples Here's just a, a few people that you have to wonder, what were they thinking? Like these guys, these are the marker or the Sharpie bandits. Because they thought the best way to disguise themselves was to put a Sharpie mask on. Obviously, it didn't work. Those are mud shots. Um, here's another one. Um, yeah, he thought the best way to protect himself against sparks was a plastic bag. Uh, we won't see what happens next. Uh, or this pool party. I don't know if you can tell what they're doing. They decided to use floating sandals to put the power strip on, to put their electric grill. What are they thinking, right? And it's easy to look at them and say that. Or how about this guy charting, starting his chainsaw? Um, that's not going to end well, right? This one, I can't tell if he's a genius or a goofball. Because, like, how do you get those hedges... I've got a buddy with a crane. Why not try it? I have no idea how that turned out. And then, and then this lady. That's not going to end well either, right? And uh, she's probably not a Texan. Doesn't know how to shoot a gun. Um, so you can look at other people and think that. But I, I wonder how many times God looks at me and kind of thinks the same thing. I mean, he actually knows what I'm thinking. But, if, but just, you know, the figure of speech like, if he looks at me, he's like, man, Jeff, what are you thinking? Child, good grief. Don't you know where this is going to end up, right? And, and maybe that happens, you know, to you too. And the good news is, is God actually wants to change our thinking. He wants to transform our lives by changing our thinking. 
And imagine this. Imagine if this was possible for you and me, not just to be informed by God's wisdom in the Word and things like that in the Bible, not just to be informed by it, but to be transformed by it. Like for our thinking to be transformed, like for us to begin to think like God thinks. What the Apostle Paul calls having the mind of Jesus, having the mind of Christ. Imagine if instead of searching for God's will all the time, just because of the way we think, we're going to probably end up there because we have the mind of Christ. Our mind is renewed. And of course, that's never going to be perfect, but that's exactly what God wants to do. And today we're going to see how transformation happens by the renewing of our minds and how we can not just submit to truth, but actually think truth. In the passages, Romans chapter 12, we're going to be in one verse today primarily, Romans 12 to to understand how that works. And here it is. Paul says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, to the thinking of this world, the way the world thinks. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You will walk in line with his will because your thinking is in line with his will. But how do we get there? Two commands. A not do and a, I was about to say do do, but that's not good. A to do. How about that? A not do and a to do. And the not do is don't be conformed to the pattern of this world and then be transformed is the to do. So let's do the not do. He says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Now, the original language of the New Testament, I'll talk about that several times today, is Greek. And there, and this is a present command. So I, I'm nerding out just a little bit. But when, when in Greek, when there's a negative command that's present tense, what it means is you're doing this and you need to stop doing it. So what he's saying is stop being conformed by the pattern of this world. Like this is happening to me. This is happening to you. This is happening to us all the time. We are being conformed because we have all these inputs, right? All the time, all over the place. All this stuff coming in by, from our culture, from our world, from our friends, from whatever. That it, and, and it's changing the way we think, impacting the way we think. And we don't even realize it. Because it's just the way we've grown up. It's sort of the air we breathe. It's just the way we think. Like in American culture, you know, we're a very self-focused culture. We're a very materialistic culture. We're a very self-determining culture. I mean, all this, that's just the way we, we just think that's the way the world is. And, and Paul's saying it's not. Like, for example, we talked about this some last week, how a very cultural, American culture way to think is self-determination. That, that the only thing you can really trust is yourself when it comes to judging truth. And therefore, what you feel to be true, that's true. And if you don't feel it, it's not true. Because we're the measure of truth. Like, we, the truth is relative and so therefore you can believe something it's the exact opposite of what i believe that's okay because that's your truth you do you and i'll do me this is my truth as if truth isn't objective or truth isn't outside of just my feeling right but that's a very american way to think and so therefore we can live that way and make decisions that way and it feels very natural i've just got to do me i've just got to do what feels right i've got to do what feels best i've got to go with my heart like the song we just heard go your own way God has so much he wants to give, give for us. Like the song says, if I could, I would give you the world. But if you don't take it, I can't. If you just go your own way. 
And, it, and it, it is so easy to miss. We don't even know we're missing it. But go our own way. I have a, a, a friend who's not a Jesus follower whose life motto is, I don't know what I want to do, but I do know that I want to do whatever I want to do. Which is an interesting life motto, right? And, I, and he's mentioned that to me several times. And every time I ask him the Dr. Phil question, well, how's that working for you? And he'll say, he's very honest, he'll say, well, not so well. Because that doesn't tend to end well. And there's a reason for that. A verse we looked at last week is the reason for that. Because our thinking on our own, our mind, our heart, is perverted by sin. Like Jeremiah 17, 9. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? If we just go with our heart, that's not going to go very well. In fact, here's... Here's some of the ways in the Bible, and these all have Bible verses attached to them. And if you want that, you can email me. And if I haven't thrown away my notes, I will give you the passages for each of these words this week if you do that. But here's, here's what God says about our thinking and all these different passages in the Bible. Confused, anxious, evil, restless, rash, deluded, depraved, sinful, dull, blinded, corrupt, deceitful, debased, futile, ignorant, darkened, deceived. Other than that, pretty awesome, right? I mean, that's a, not a good resume. Imagine if you were looking for a consultant for your business or a marriage counselor for your, fam- or for your marriage or counselor for you. And they said, hey, look, I, yeah, I'm a consultant or I'm a counselor, but just truth in advertising. I want you to know the way people describe me is confused, anxious, evil, restless, rash, deluded, depraved, sinful, dull, blinded, corrupt, deceitful, debased, futile, ignorant, darkened, deceived. I think you'd say, you know, thanks for your honesty, but I think I'm going to look for another consultant. And yet we consult ourselves all the time and just go with it. And what God is saying is, man, don't, don't do that. What Paul is saying is, hey, wake up. Like we, we don't realize how impacted our thinking has been by, by the spirit of our age and, and, and our heart is sinful and not reliable. And let's wake up to that because the nature of self-deception is we don't know we're self-deceived. It's like a blind spot to us. And when we're deceived, we make bad decisions. Um, I, I, that reminds me, years ago, Chris, when Christy and I, my wife, uh, were for early marriage, you know, just been married a couple years, I think, at the time. And we didn't have, we didn't have much money. I was in graduate school, work, and, uh, and she was, you know, working, and, but money was tight. And uh, so going on vacations was a challenge unless our families took us on vacation or we went to a timeshare presentation vacation, right? So those are the two options. So we go to a timeshare presentation vacation. Now, that, and so we have to go through the, you know, little spiel, right? And which, I'm not, this is not questioning the wisdom of that or the validity of that or anything. Because for some people, it makes all the sense in the world. I'm, but for us at the time, we, it did not make sense for us to do that. We were just trying to get groceries and tithe and pay our rent, you know, that kind of thing. That's where we were at at that. And so, so we go, and so we had no intention of all, right, of signing up at that, with that situation, life stage. So we hear the spiel, right? And of course, he's a good salesman. Also a very dishonest one, as it turns out. Because when he heard what we wanted, he was like, oh yeah, this is part of it, and here's what he did. And with, if what he said was true, it really was an incredible thing. Um, and it sounded too good to be true. So we pressure tested it. We're like, hey, that sounds too good to be true. Oh, no, look, it's right. 
And so we signed up. And that night, when we were supposed to celebrate, we started thinking about it and thought, you know, that's pretty incredible. Like, that really does sound too good to be true. And sure enough, when we dug deeper at what we signed and looked at the details, he lied to us. It wasn't true. And, uh, and the good news about that night is our prayer life was really good. The bad news is our anxiety was pretty high. We go to the next the morning. We go there first thing to talk to the salesperson. Guess what? He's not there. He's celebrating a sale, right? He, he's, off, he's on his day off. And, uh, but the manager was there and talked to us. And so we told him the whole thing. And he's like, hey, that, if he told you that, that's not true. I'm sorry. However, you signed. And there's nothing I can do. Of course, I knew there was something he could do. But he said, no, there's nothing I could do. So the only thing I knew to do was to go full pastor on him. And here's what that means. So I, I'm going to, in fact, you can do this. I'll, I'll give, uh, the way, go, you can go, you, you don't even have to be a pastor to do this. For example, if, if you have a door-to-door salesman come and they you know, do their thing, one thing you can do is just say, you know, I'm a Christian, and which means I believe every, every dollar I have doesn't actually belong to me. It belongs to God. I'm a manager of his resources. So if it's okay with you, I'm just going to pray and kind of get a sense of what I think God wants and then I'll and then pray and then just say, you know, I don't think God wants this to happen. And they, they're not trained for that. There's, there's no answer for that. Just giving you, you don't get this at every church, okay? You, this is just, you know, a bonus. So with him, right, I, I was like, well, okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I do feel like there's something you could do. And I, and here's the thing on, my, on our end, like, you know, I'm a pastor and, and as a Christian, I believe that I'm, I'm a steward of God's resources. I'm a manager of God's resources. And I just made a big mistake. And one day I'll answer to God for this. And that's on me. However, you'll answer to God for your life too. That's full pastor. And, uh, and at that moment, right, you're going to wish you'd made a certain decision right now. And... Uh, and you can do the right thing. And he kind of gulped. And he said, you know, I can't believe I'm about to do this. But my grandmother raised me. And she was a very godly woman. I have not followed in that. But that's how she raised me. And I know what she'd want me to do right now. And to honor her, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear up the contract. And, uh, yeah. And I said, well, your grandmother would be very proud. Uh, But I remember the deception, right? When you wake up from that and you think, because deceived, it did make sense. But then you wake up and you realize, oh, no. And what Paul is saying is, hey, wake up. We are being deceived by our, just our culture with all the inputs we have. And I mean, the the things that we're afraid of, all the negativity, all the materialism, all this, like all this stuff that comes and we get all riled up is actually not, that's just being conformed to the thinking of this world. And wake up. Somebody last week um, gave, sent me this picture. Now, this is an inside joke for people who saw last week with the Jedi mind trick where he says, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Somebody sent me this one, regret. Oh, these were the droids I was looking for. Um, I love that. Right? But he's woken up, right, from the deception and realizes reality. And then and what Paul is saying, wake up. Don't let it happen anymore. This is happening to you right now. You're being conformed. I'm being conformed to the pattern of this world, thinking like everybody else. Stop it. 
and in its place do something else. And that's the positive command. And that is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is rich and powerful. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. First, the word transformed. Again, I, remember I talked about that Greek stuff? We're going to nerd out a little bit more. So the, the verb there is metamorpho. It may sound like an English word, metamorphosis. That's what it is. It's complete transformation. It's like being transformed from a caterpillar to a butterfly, right? From a tadpole to a frog. From a junior hire to a human being. You know, that, these mass... And I, hey, I love junior hires. I used to do junior high ministry and I miss it. But, so I do love you, junior hires. But you'll be a human being soon. And so, uh, and, uh, right, this, it's what God wants to do with you and me. This is good news. He doesn't want to just improve your life a little bit. He doesn't want to just tweak your life. He wants to make you a new person. He wants to make you like him. He wants to make you fully the person you were created to be that sin is messed up. He wants to fully transform your life. Like the baptism video we just saw at the end. And on the t-shirts, right, is the old is gone, the new has come. As he, as he, the Bible says that he is making us a new creation in Christ Jesus. He is transforming us. Now, how does that happen? Well, he tells us, by the renewing of your mind. Transformation of your life, becoming like him, happens through the renewing of our mind. Change your thinking, change your life. So much so, the goal, he says, in, Rome is, uh, in, in Romans 12, so that, or then, you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. That you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that the life that God wants for us that is good and pleasing and perfect just becomes the way we think. We live that because we think that way. That's, that's the hope of this. It's pretty crazy. Like when it says that you will know the will of God or you test and approve the will of God. So there's two categories of prayer requests as a pastor I get most often. One is people who are you know, sick or loved ones are sick and do you pray for healing and comfort and they, you know, that, right? Which is great. Love praying for that. The other one is God's will for big decisions. You've got a big decision and you need, I just, I need counsel, good, wise counsel, which is great. I need to, God to give me wisdom. I want to do the right thing. I'm praying and all that, which is awesome. You need to do, like every time we have a big decision, it's a great thing. That's not actually what he's talking about here. What he's talking about is way more comprehensive because you and I make decisions about our attitudes, our responses, our words, we, all, the, all day long, 99.99% of them, we can't really stop and say, oh, I need to get wise counsel and I need to pray and I need to find God's will, right? We just make the decisions. It's the only way you can live life. And so what he's saying is not just God's will for big decisions, but God's will all the time that we can live life in, in the way God would want us to because that's just the way we think increasingly over time. We have the mind of Christ. We think more and more like him. And, and wouldn't it be cool, right, to get to the place in the Christian life where it's not just, man, I, I don't want to do that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it anyway. Now, that's good. If that's where you're at and that's where I'm at, 
That's submission, and submission is a good thing. But wouldn't it be cool to get a little beyond that to say, you know what? I actually want to do what God wants me to do. That just makes sense to me. And over time, that's how, that's Christian growth. Our, not just our behavior changes, but our desires change. Our want to begins to change as we begin to think more like him. It's like uh, my dad um, and my brother too, really. But we thought a lot alike. So much so that I could look at my dad or brother or they, me, a lot of times. And we didn't have to talk or ask what each other was thinking because we knew. You just look like, you know, because you knew exactly what, because you were thinking the same thing. Imagine being that in sync with God. And that's renewing your mind. So how does that happen? Well, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Notice, there is something that we do to access what God does. This is a passive command. It's be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not an active command. It's not saying, hey, you do this. You go transform your life and renew your mind. Because we can't. I can't transform my life and I can't renew my mind. Who does that? God does that. God is the transformer of our life. God is the renewer of our thinking. Which is really important to know. Because Christianity is not just another self-help program. I mean, there's a lot you could do in self-help programs to make your life a little better. And I'm all for it. I think it's great. That's not what Christianity is. Christianity is way deeper than that. Christianity is about a relationship with God, our creator, who wants to recreate our lives, who wants to transform us from the inside out. And today, when we pray, you'll have the opportunity to begin a relationship with God if you want to. And because he's made that very easy, he did everything to make that possible. But it's not just about going to heaven one day, it's about how he transforms us. So he is the transformer. He is the one who actually changes our thinking, renews our thinking over time. And yet, there's a command for us to do something, to be transformed. He's the transformer, but we are commanded to be transformed. So what does that mean? It means that we open our lives, open up ourselves, our minds, our hearts, to his transformation. He's ready to go. Like the song said, I, I, if I could, I'd give you the world. But you can go your own way. Or you can, go, you can choose to be transformed. You can, which means you take a step, you take increasingly, you take steps that he's asked us to take. And he meets us in those steps, those disciplines, those practices. And over time, as he meets us there, he's changing us and transforming our lives. So let me give you some of those steps. This isn't rocket science if you've been around Christianity, but, these, but it does take discipline to be transformed. So first thing I would throw in there is submit, even when you don't feel like it. Meaning don't wait to feel like it before you submit to what he says. For example, um, let's say financial area of life. Bible talks a lot about that area of life. And if you've been around Chase Oaks, you know how we summarize that. Give, save, live, a generosity-focused life. Most Christians don't submit in that area of life, really. So they don't give in a percentage, proportional way. They don't, you know, all that stuff, right? But to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want to do that really, but I'm going to submit to it anyway. And I'm going to begin to do it. And what happens is, as God meets you there, he honors it. And over time, that becomes, that just becomes our way of thinking, it didn't start that way. I had to set aside my own feeling 
and say, you know what, I'm going to submit to his better way. Or let's say sexuality is another one. And you think, man, I, you know, maybe, you know, you, in this world, you like, I just want to do what I want to do in that area of my life. I want to look at what I want to look at. I want to sleep with who I want to sleep with. I want to, you know, whatever. And the Bible talks about sexuality. God made it up. It's a good thing. He invented it. It's a powerful thing, more powerful than we think. And it's designed to, to be a very powerful soul glue in the context of this permanent relationship called marriage between a man and a woman. And within that, it's a wonderful and beautiful thing. Outside that, it's destructive. And to say, you know what? I'm just, I may not even like it. I may not even understand it right now. I just want to do what I want to do. But I trust God's wisdom. And therefore, I'm going to go with what God said. And I'm going to walk down that path. And over time, God will meet you in that, and that will actually become the way you think. But, or you could do this with forgiveness. You can do this with all kinds of things, right? You submit even when you don't feel like it. Another step to take where God will meet you and begin to shape your thinking and renew your mind is get in a group. Or at least, even if it's not an official group, then just make sure that you're hanging out with people who are also growing in wisdom. Proverbs 13:20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. You and I will be as wise as the people we hang out with, which can be good or bad. Right now, we should have all kinds of friends with all kinds of people, but we've got to make sure that we have a core of people around us, that we've got a crew, we've got a group where we're walking with God together. And it begins to change the way we think. Spend regular time in God's Word, the Bible. Because the more we spend in his word, that he begins to speak to us. It's not just a thousands-year-old book. It's God is speaking to us through his word. And when we're in it on a regular basis, God is changing our thinking. We don't even realize it. But as he's speaking into our heart. Talk to God regularly. That's prayer. As we pray, that begins to align our hearts with him. Come to church each week ready to apply what God is saying and to encourage each other as we worship and as we fellowship and all that. And you do that over a long period of time and your thinking will change as you begin to apply each week what God says. Again, it's not rocket science. I don't think any of this is shocking. But it does take discipline to do it. Like I, I, I was talking with a pastor buddy of mine this week and he was sharing about a friend in common that we had from a long time ago who he saw somewhere. And I was like, oh, that's great. You know, how's he doing? And I, he said, well, it's interesting. He said he, he wanted me to pray for him because his life, his, he just said, man, my Christian life is stalled out. It's not going anywhere. I have no momentum. I have no joy. I have no, I'm just like lost spiritually, I feel like. And I just am nowhere in my Christian faith or my relationship with God. It's just listless. And so my friend said, yeah, I'd love to pray for that. Let me just ask you some questions, though. He said, so are you, are you in community with other Jesus people. Like, are you in some kind of group or something like that? Well, no. I mean, I, I was like 10 years ago, but it's been 10 years. Okay, all right. So are you in a church? Like, are you going and worshiping God, you know, and, and hearing from him and applying? No, not, not since COVID. I, we haven't really been to church since then. Okay, well, are you, how about the Bible? Like, are you, do you read the Bible during the week or? No, not really. How about prayer? Like, do you talk to God? Well, I've never been good at that. Okay. Um, are you serving? Because that's another one I didn't mention. But are you, are you serving other people and 
allowing God to use you and meeting God that way. No, not, no. <laughs> so my friend's like, look, I don't think praying for you is going to help. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray that God will kick you in the rear and, and get you motivated to start actually meeting him in those activities where he can actually activate your faith and, and can grow you. You need to pick. Just pick two or three things and begin to do them. And, and, see, and so they, you know, they ended up having a great conversation. But again, there is something to do. We meet God in the process. We, he, he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what happens as we do is over time, we really do become different people. Our thinking really does become more and more aligned with Jesus as we grow over time. But this one's a little tricky because it does take patience. It does take time. Like last week, we talked about overcoming strongholds and identifying lies we believe and and replacing them with truth. And that actually takes a long time too. But identifying them sometimes and then that initial rush is like, yeah, you know, just it feels more immediate. This one is over a long period of time. Doing what, you know, meeting God in these practices and disciplines and, and all this stuff. And, and over time, our thinking really does change. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you see a relative that you only see every few years. And, and they're like, oh, you're so big. And, you know, and when you're little, that's really exciting. And then when you're a teenager, you're like, weirdo. You know, you just, you're not so. And, but, you know, kids you don't see. And then, you know, oh, wow, they've grown so much. And, you know, how they do that. Um, over a period of time, we really do grow a lot if you choose to be transformed by the renewing of your mind and allowing God to do this. You may not see, you may get discouraged if you're thinking about that next week or next month. But over a year, over 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, as you walk with God in the ways we've just talked about, and you allow God to transform you by the renewing of your mind, he actually will, you'll begin to think differently. It's not that you're perfect, like Paul said. He said, I haven't arrived yet, but I just keep taking steps. I just keep moving forward. But it will be true that your desires will begin to align with God more. There are certain parts of the Christian life will be easier, because just kind of the way you think, it's not so much about setting aside my thing. And so it's, it's actually, yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I, this is... And, and the people, the Christians you respect the most, that's what's happened in their life over time. And that's what God wants. That's, it, it's what Eugene Peterson, who is uh, a great author, um, he's in heaven now, was a pastor and author, did the message, uh, kind of paraphrase of the Bible, that's really good too. But he calls it a long obedience in the same direction. A long obedience in the same direction. And as we... Just continue to obey God and meet him in these things that we've talked about and allow him, submit to him and allow him to change our thinking over time, a long obedience in the same direction. We really do become different people. We really do begin to think very differently. We won't arrive until we see Jesus, but we'll get a much farther down the road, a long obedience in the same direction. And that's what God wants for us, renewing our minds. Like Paul was able to say, One time he was like, you know what? We don't think that way because we have the mind of Christ. That's a confident statement. Paul's saying, you know, I just don't think that way because I think like Jesus. It'd be cool to be able to say that. 
And increasingly over time, that's what God wants for all of us. And so here's, here's what I, I want us to do. Is I want us to think about a step. Like Paul said, hey, I haven't arrived yet, but I, I'm not sitting still. I, I just keep taking the steps that God wants me to take. So what is that for you right now? Is there an area in your life that you need to submit even though you don't feel like it? You're just kind of going your own way. And it's not going to end well. It's not going to get you to where you want to go, even though it feels like it. And let me encourage you to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit in that area of my life. I, I know what God says. I know what God wants, and I'm going to do that. For you, maybe it's a step like getting in a group and being surrounded by people who are moving towards wisdom. Those who walk with the wise become wise. I mean, right now we're starting groups and don't, I know it's hard to do. It's easier just to sit in a row. It's hard to get in a circle of other people. But that's, that's where a lot of transformation happens. Um, maybe it's committing to serve and allowing God to use you in, in ministry, in the community, or in the church, or local good, or something. And, and as you do, God will change you. He will shape you. He will meet you there. Because it's about joining God in what He's doing, and He empowers us, and we... We grow, it challenges our thinking, it, it challenges our selfishness, it, all that stuff. Uh, maybe it's saying, I'm, I'm going to come to church each week and I'm going to apply what it says. Maybe I'm going to spend time in God's Word regularly, at least three or four times a week. I'm going to try to spend a little bit of time in God's Word and read it. And, and on our app, on the Chase Oaks app, if you go to the daily thing, it will help you do that. There'll be uh, a passage um, to read, even an opportunity to journal. If you want to do that. And as well, a little guide just in, on prayer as well, you know, to talk to God. I, I don't know what step God is nudging you to. But I'd encourage you to take whatever step that's, that would apply, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop being, stop being conformed to this world. I mean, we have so much input that is terrible in the world. Whether it's, on, whether it's through media or the internet or whatever, just all this stuff coming at us. And it's like, man, just, just don't let that shape us. Instead, let's let God shape our thinking. And, and it will lead to a life of peace and beauty and goodness and love and impact increasingly and wisdom. So let's bow our heads together in prayer and just ask God to help us here. And, and as I say, every, almost every week, prayer is just talking to God in our own words. He's your Father. He loves you. Just talk to Him. And for some of you, this may be your opportunity to begin a relationship with God because Christianity, as I said, is not just a self-help program. Christianity is a relationship with God who loves you enough that He sent Jesus on this planet to show us what He's like and to make it possible for us, for our sins to be forgiven, the guilt of our sin to be removed as he took what we deserve, the condemnation we deserve on that cross. He rose from the dead and he wants to not only forgive us, but raise us up to new life, begin to make us new people and transform us in a relationship. And all he asks is that we say yes. The Bible says it's a gift and just say yes. I want that. And I want to walk with you into a, new, in a whole new life. Not just going my own way. I want to go your way. And for those who are on that path, maybe you just need a little nudge. And whatever step God is calling you, just ask, say, God, what, 
what step or what do you want me to do to join you in this work of transformation as you're renewing my mind. And for some of you right now, if you're weighed down with negative thinking, if you're weighed down with toxic thinking, if you're weighed down with what you know to be not true, anxiety or whatever, just say, God, would you remove that and would you renew my mind? Would you, would you help me think like you? Would you help me over time develop the mind of Christ? Father, thank you. This is what you want for us. We don't have to think like everybody else, but we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And over time, a long obedience in the same direction, develop the mind of Jesus. Thank you for that hope. In Jesus' name, amen.